The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We have a very fun episode of UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I chat like a couple of hens. We also have Eddie Wineland and Cub Swanson calling in. Really, really fun episode today. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. I think... What do you think? The neighborly thing to do is to welcome all of you, who we appreciate very much, listening to UFC Unfiltered. We will start, I think, at the beginning. Yes. Which is um, at age 48... I uh, still do not know how to use the restroom without dripping urine onto the front you of my little, pants. You got a little. You you pointed it out, but you I got, can't not point it out. It looks like a gunshot. You got, a, you got a little pee pee on your on your in your pants. You know what it is? I you didn't shake it afterwards. Um, you got to no, give it a shake. I never shake it. I always put it back in and let things land where they will. No, I, I have at the gym. I leave my clothes there and they do laundry, but it's a yeah, rough yeah. laundry, so your your clothes get ripped up a little bit over time. Yeah, and the underwear I left there are shredded. So I had to take the underwear I was wearing today, which were very comfortable MeUndies, and leave them oh. in the gym locker room so I can have underwear for the workout. Yeah. So I'm freeballing right now. Oh, that's not, welcome to my world when I don't have my MeUndies on. That's Normally, that would have been caught in yeah. the underpants and you wouldn't know. But I'm wearing like yeah. a, a light, a dark green, like an olive green pair it, of slacks with a it, dark it, black spot in the front. It happens. A lot, though. You know? Well, especially if you free ball. Like, yeah. you know, if you don't give it a shake enough or you whatever, another drop comes out. Yeah. I punch mine. If my... <laughs> I, I hang, I punch it from left to right like a speed bag. I shake it and it makes a noise. So sometimes if I'm in a, like a public place, like I'm in a bathroom, they probably think I'm whacking off. <laughs> it makes a whack, 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 whack. So I shake it. But if I ever get a spot there, my wife's shortest, like, ew, she points it out. I'm like, oh, great. She doesn't like it? No, well, she, I mean, then I'm like, oh, great. Looks like I'm not getting a, you know what, for a while. Oh, what? She's going to turn her off. Oh. oh. You got a little pee-pee coming out. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Shit. Oh, they don't want to, uh, <laughs> they don't want to, she doesn't want to put her mouth by. I understand. Well, you know, could turn, her, could turn her off. Wouldn't turn me off with a girl. <laughs> Literally, me neither. Yeah, like, she, ah, ran, she was running out of yeah, the bathroom. You wouldn't fucking, even care. You'd be like, "Ah, oh, you shit yourself, huh?" I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we got. I'm wait, first of all, first of all, let me just. You know how excited? Let me tell you about the fights this past weekend. The f- oh, oh fucking! <laughs> <laughs> ready? Now, now, how about Chris, the producer, on getting that thing ready for uh, the laugh track? Ready? Ready? How about that? Yes, yes, 
Medusa. Boo! We do have also Cub Swanson and Eddie Wineland oh. calling in today. That gets me. We're back. We're back being positive. Yes, we are. Oh, man. But I'll tell you, those fights, once the, uh, they, they quiet down a little bit, because the, they, they, the crowd's with me. Those yeah. fights, Jimmy, were freaking off the hook. Anyone who complains about the car, once in a while, the fans go, too many cars. There's no, so man. many good fights on these cards. Oh, yeah. It's fucking, how does anybody a, not enjoying these that fights? That was a, a great card. That was a great card. Where is the card? <laughs> I got, oh, wait, here it is. I got, you know why? Because I got, we got to fight this upcoming week. You know, I've been traveling every week. Kind of like you, yeah. I'm a comic, but I'm not. Are you traveling out. again this week? Yes, I got Al Aquinto fighting are you going? this week. And the I'm going, to, I'm going to, to, to Tennessee. Tennessee. Wow. Remember that song? I certainly do. That was a good song. It was. Um, I'm are going you to in Kansas City this I'm, week? Yeah, I was in Kansas City. Buffalo and, the week before? Yes. My partner travels a lot. Yeah. I just true. stay home and put my thing between my legs. Why would I say my thing? What are you my s- fucking eight testifying? <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. I was just joking about looking like a girl in the mirror. You ever tuck it back and pretend you're a girl? Oh, That's I'd, what I do. I'd fuck me. Is that <laughs> what you do? You say stuff I'd like that? Me hard. <laughs> you're traveling, though. You're going to Europe. At the end of the month, yeah. to yeah. empty houses. No. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Go see me. In, uh, I'm going to be in Amsterdam and a whole bunch of places, and nobody cares. No, it really is depressing. Gonna... This, this is going to end soon. A fucking no. rope. Right. Stop, no. <laughs> this humiliation. The, um, um, so, Matt, you were there. I thought oh of you. I always goodness. think of Matt when I watch the fights for different reasons. If I see something that reminds me of Matt, of course, uh, watching watching a, a very, very solid performance by uh, Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain, the funk master Sterling. He was really good. Uh, versus Augusto Mendez, who's a world world class in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Black belt, I mean, yeah. Black belt world champion, both gi and no gi. Aljo, I'm sorry, Aljo is a purple? Aljo's a purple belt. Okay. But he, Aljo, see the thing about Aljo, I've seen him. Aljo is, fin- Aljo can have a, if he just did grappling, these grappling tournaments, these big ones, he would he could do very well. Sure. He is that good. He has such a unique style where, like I even in this fight, and it ended up happening where, it, I just if as long as he keeps moving his scrambles, I've seen him have scrambles versus like some of my best guys where it looks like the guy's about to get his back or his neck and next thing you know they're flipping around and he has these transitions where I don't even like to coach him through. I like to see where sure. he goes with it a lot of times because it's very unique to his own style and and he gets the better of these of these scrambles in training and it happened again in this fight where at one point he was on top of um uh uh Augusto Men, uh, Mendez. Yes, Mendez. And and he he shot up for an Umaplata to a leg lock on 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 Aljo and then he used it as a reversal to get on top. Right. But Aljo the second his butt hit the floor or he just was right into scramble mode and it looked like he was getting to a worse position but then bing bang zoom next thing you know he's back on top. It was so awesome to watch. They com- I mean I get excited. They complimented you. And I have to ask you at what point this was. Uh, I, I don't remember what round but I think Aljo was in his guard and, and and it was like it was a dangerous place to be yeah. and you were yelling stop like like you were yeah. sa- telling him to stay put and just work from where he was yeah. and they were saying what great advice that was. I, I well, when it, was that? It, you know what? I I I believe it was probably from his butterfly guard where what happened was Mendez was trying to elevate him for, he had his arms wrapped up decently, at least at least Aljo's right arm. So he was looking to elevate him. And if Aljo tried to play like too tight at that point and tries to base out with his leg, 
even if he doesn't go to get to get the reversal because Aljo's got good base, he would abandon the, the butterfly sweep and go right for a leg lock or leg lock to reversal. He ended up going for a calf slice and something on on Aljo, which Aljo got you know got out of. But, uh, but you wanted him to stop like before he went farther yeah, up well, the torso. I, if, if you put if you distribute your weight the wrong way, like if you get too aggressive like going forward. Your weight's going to be off. You're either going to get reversed, or you're going to have to base out with the leg that he wanted him to base out with. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think I belong yeah. in the corner one. I'm, I'm going to do yeah. that once. I'm going to talk to you and Ray. Whether it's Chris's next mm-hmm. fight or Ally Quinter Aljo, I'm going to be in there and yell some suggestions. <laughs> in the corner. It was, but Aljo was Aljo. Like, was, what would you yell? Was, do you yeah, think? what would you karate chops? Karate chops. <laughs> <laughs> you had a, uh, we get so we're so. In, we get so, uh, oh man, we're so emotionally in of karate chops. I'm going to try that one thing. You look should. At me and, be like, and I got a loud voice to probably yeah. be like, boo. <laughs> right, the whole chop. time John Anik is like saying, oh, great, you know, great corner with Longo and Sarah. And if you're doing that, he'd be like, uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. everybody would abandon me. Real kick quick. punch, kick punch. They'd be like, now he's punch. just talking shit. <laughs> but uh, I was so happy. When, as the fight got better, are you leaning forward to tell me something? Or Yes, I was listening. I almost shit my pants twice today. Oh, like no. literally, I was talking to my my the way boss you at Sirius XM. I had to stop while I was talking to him. I was waiting for something to come out. Did, you know that feeling? Did you something get, come out? Because no, no, no. It did. But you know that feeling it's you get when you're bad. talking and it goes. Aing! You're like I have like, well, you're holding it, you're like you're afraid you're not gonna make the bathroom. You know, you're walking. Yeah. And you're like I think I'm gonna be okay. You know, it's bad. Like if you're on the train or you're on the fucking, you're on the plane or whatever, sure. and you. And you feel you you lift the cheek up like you're gonna try to let something out quiet. You think it's gonna be quiet, and then it's like a little little toot comes out. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Don't happen to me at all. So but congratulations I'm, to Aljo. He looked really good. A unanimous decision. Oh man, I'm, he was so happy. Very active in the third I, round too. He was getting great. as it was going getting going on. He was getting better and better and uh, getting more comfortable. I hope he jumped. I hope we get him on that uh, Nassau Coliseum card <laughs> soon. I think he should be on that. He's got to stay active because he looked. He looked really good, man. He was got he was getting more comfortable. He was very good between rounds, listening to us. And uh again, I think you, you see you see when he's fighting, uh he's he, you see it coming together, his game actually right. before our eyes. Each fight, even the last two that he lost, were very close, but you see, you know, the evolution. Like he's getting he's improving. Can I ask if you did anything different? Because you, you've talked about sometimes he like tires himself out maybe, but you have to tell him to like relax well, before a fight. I'll tell you right now. He definitely held back a little bit as far as with what he does the day of the fight. Right. He still like would do his thing where he goes for a sprint or whatever, you know, and and then but before he works with his brother in the cage a little bit. But what the difference is he 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 held back a lot with it. He didn't, you know, normally he's doing like I mean he's going up until the uh fight. And we had the, all, so many fights. We'll talk about them throughout the show. <sighs> of course, uh Rose Nama Yunus Tremendous. I was nervous for her against Michelle Waterson, to be honest with you. I was a little nervous because Michelle is really solid. Rose looked fucking great. She looked great. She did, yeah. That was the best she's um, looked. Yeah, so congratulations she, to Rose. She was... Who we are big fans I, You of. know, and... and uh, she's going to be the champion. I can't, I can't say enough about, about Rose. And I, and I really... I, I love the karate hottie. I, I mean, I think she's... I like the karate hottie. I, I know, like I, I think... Yeah, well, I know. We, we know you love Rose. Not like that, No, love. you're, infatu- you're infatuated. Not, not, a, not, not a, in a creepy way. Not an inappropriate infatuation. I just... She's very nice. We've talked to her oh, more. She's like a very genuine... I find her very yeah. open and a very straightforward person. Yeah. So I like her. I yeah. root for her. You know that was a that was a tough one to to to, she to pick good, sides with because I mean I and I like how Michelle was using these um the, the kicks to the to the those the front leg was actually looking like it was really nasty 
But then when you see the beginning of the second round where <laughs> Rowan Thug, there's no better nickname, I think, than Thug. Thug. Rose, yeah. She starts like slapping her knee like to kick it. Remember that? Did you see that? Yeah. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like almost like she's like wh- like looking like pointing to a knee and whacking at it. Like, yeah, come on, like kick it. And then she, oh, then she was just she commits to everything. Yeah. Oh, and this is another thing that I said this on here definitely, beca- and I've said it before because uh, somebody they they should be capitalizing on this. Some people and they don't. Ronda Rousey does it, and, and she almost got her back taken. And I said this about uh, the Karate Honey. She does a, a beautiful. Uh, uh, hip throw where she grabs the head right. and the arm, but she exposes her back, and I and I'm like, yo, I and and I and we, I'm sure we could find it on here, but I'm like, if she does this to Rose, Rose is Rose is an expert at taking the back. She is awesome at taking the back, and when she does, she's going right for that for that neck. Right. But uh, but she she it was beautiful, man. You could tell that uh, that. That uh, Michelle Waterson's when she does that throw and she hits it, she said, "I think she hit the same one on Paige Vincent." Definitely, yeah. but uh, but 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 Paige doesn't have that jujitsu to the point where uh, Rose Rose Rose's jujitsu is off the hook for you know her ground and pound. But her back take when when Michelle hit that 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 beautiful throw, it's like she knew it was going to happen and she kept the arm that was close to the floor really tight to her body because that's going to be harder to escape. She got her far hook in. She used her leg to get her hook, and it, and very methodically doing the right thing, and she got and she got that back, man. It didn't end the fight, but she did take that back beautifully. Wasn't she? Cho- she was on top at the end of the first round too. Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She was on point. And man. Dana said she deserves a title fight. Uh, fight. Now I always root for Joanna, who I like so much. Yeah. But I would have to probably pull for Rose in this one. I would have yeah. to want to see her, although. Joanna's a, a different fucking beast. Yeah, well, that's going to be a nasty but fight the, if that thing, happens. It, it sure will. Joanna's and uh, different. the thing is with Rose, what you would have to worry about is she has a lot of different weapons. And if you if she gets the, if you make one mistake, she'll be on that back. Rose, yeah. She will be on that back in a heartbeat. Not to mention her stand-up, it looked, never looked better, man. Yeah. I mean, that thing was... I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that to, to Michelle Waterson. Ever, anybody. I mean, because she's really good. And if anything, I thought just because she's a little thicker and, and maybe it's the wrong way to think, but I thought that, you know, the Karate Hani was, had the edge standing because of, she looked a little bit more powerful. You know what I mean? And and she uses it well. But man, I mean, Rose was just, Thug Rose was just on fire. Yeah, man. she was, uh, she was great. It's really hard on this, on this, this, this past card to, uh, who I mean, who whose night does it really belong to? I mean, look at, I mean, Demet- Demetrius Johnson. I mean, is I mean, he's already being talked about as, well, you know, possibly the greatest of all time. I mean, he's that good. I mean, he's killing Wilson everybody. Hayes looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. and he's mean, not terrible. No, but he looked he, terrible. Like he, he he couldn't lay a glove on him. Even his corner was telling him, like we knew you were gonna miss. Yeah. Try, they were telling him try for the third punch. I know a guy. You know how was, good you have to be. I know the people are saying just try to hit him on a third yeah, shot. Guys, I know a guy that was definitely thought that he was gonna even take it. Who else? Look, something's wrong with my neck. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I know Hold there on, was I'm someone not, I knew who thought his. <laughs> what I mean, Chris the producer. It's okay. No, man. I mean, listen. The, this is the game we play. Everything that we don't always pick them right. Hayes wanted to do. He simply couldn't do it. He Mighty Mouse was just too fast. He was what about perfect. that? And what about that arm lock? Oh, oh my, my god. god! And the way he mounted. No, he's he's like as as like perfect as he's, a fighter you can get. I mean, he, and and what did uh, we could ask Cobb about his tweet about it? Um, 
because he was saying he's the teacher. Even though he doesn't draw, I don't know why he doesn't draw. We should, again, after Cub, we, we, he's not the big draw, a Mighty Mouse, that say a John Jones is. And Cormier is not the draw, I don't think, that a John Jones. And I think it has a lot to do with the shit talking. And Cormier is turned heel, as we say. Right. Jose Aldo is now. So let's talk to maybe, uh, we could talk to Cub about that. Yeah, I'm going to call Cub. Because he said something about, um, on, on Twitter about Mighty Mouse, maybe not being the biggest draw, but should still be getting 20 million a fight. But I, I think that him being a quiet, respectful guy, people just don't want that anymore. Demetrius? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean... And also, I mean, it's yeah. almost boring watching him fight because you know he's going to win. Like, that's how good the guy yeah, is. Yeah, I know. It's like, he, like, there's <laughs> no one that you... Well, I'll tell you right now, I enjoy... I mean, it he's been, so good. His, his fight with Tim Elliott was really fun. That was great. The first round was great. And and, that, and we should talk about that really quick because that Tim Elliott fight was great. We'll talk about it after. Cub? Yes. Hey, buddy. You're talking to Jim and Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Good to talk to you again. You know, it's funny. We were just talking about your tweet about uh, Demetrius on uh, Saturday. That even if you argued that uh, DJ wasn't a draw, just off the accomplishments alone, he should be worth twenty million a fight right now. Legend, it, isn't it? It really is amazing how this guy is the best pound for pound fighter in the world, and just is not the the draw that some of these other guys are. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know just the, the fans not really. Respecting it, um, I mean that uh, Wilson Hayes was, you know, uh, definitely a great opponent, and he he demolished him and then finished him with his submission, which that's his strength. So I mean, it was pretty impressive. Um, you know, I'd like to see guys like that that are just killing it in the game to be taken care of. You know. Well, I wonder, you know, if it's not respect or if it's just the fact that he's almost an institution at this point. I was joking with Demetrius. We talked to him. I told him he was like U.S. Steel in the sense that you're just there and you're you're the cha- everyone knows you're almost an unbeatable champion. People take it for granted, and uh, and the fact that he's a gentleman. And uh, if you look, Daniel Cormier, you know, got on the mic and, and started talking some shit. Jose Aldo recently said, "Do you think?" And I want to th- because you've been around since I guess 2004. Do you think that it has changed? Aldo indicated that. When he was coming up, it was a little bit different. Do you think what sells fights and what makes fights exciting now has changed from when you started? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, when when I was coming up, same thing with Aldo. <clears throat> we were always, they were pushing the Rich Franklins, the, the you know what I mean, the guys, the George St. Pierre's, the guys that you know were educated, the guys that that spoke well, um, and, and not guys that were getting into trouble. And, and the reason being is we were still trying to get big sponsors on board and, and and trying to show that this sport's not a bunch of thugs. So respect is a big part of the game. It's it's mixed martial arts. Um, sure. So, you know, sometimes uh, I, I don't mind the crap talking if it's if it's genuine, but a lot of these guys think that, oh, that's what I got to do now. And it, like I'm meeting guys in the gym and they're super nice guys and I go on their social media and I'm just like embarrassed for them. Oh like, no! This is gonna <laughs> making this asses of themselves. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's true. Because yeah, they're trying. Because they think it's what they have to do, and I'm like, no, just be you, man. It's got to you know, be organic. If you're an asshole, then be an asshole. Yeah. Well, Matt pointed but that out about not, Jose. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's crazy. Do you think, Matt, do you think it was a mistake? And again, Aldo, who we love, but he said, like, that's how you saw a fight. Like, you're not supposed to say, you're not supposed to break that wall. No, it's really bad. It, it, like, like Cub was just saying, it's bad when you, especially if you know that it's not the guy. You know it's it's, a, it's something they're putting up. It's a fake act. Like, Conor McGregor, whether it is or not, he's, man, he's good at it. He's I great, mean, he's yeah. really good at talking. And sure. again, the guy could fight. You know, it's not like the guy, he's talking and he can't fight. But these other guys that, that, that really could fight, but they just they don't have that, 
they, they should concentrate on the fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it does yeah. get embarrassing. And like Jose Aldo, who obviously is, uh, could fight, he, he he basically says like, all right, now I'm going to just talk trash because that's how you sell fights. But dude, by just saying that, you're ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's like if you tell a girl, hey, that dress is really pretty. And she goes, really? And you go, well, yeah, I want to fuck you. It's like, yeah, you're not supposed to admit that. We all know why you said it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're not supposed Great to say comparison. it. Yeah, you're not supposed to say it. You know what I mean? You got to let people it's believe true. it. And when Aldo did, and again, just to talk yeah. about him because of, of this, when he um, against Connor, I think that he he did something that didn't seem like him, where he kind of got in the ring and he, he mocked Connor's pose. And it was like, that seemed so out of character for him. You knew that Connor had kind of gotten him out of his game. And you, it's got to be, like you said, I think it's got to be real. And if you see a guy who's one way and then you go on their social media, yeah. it's just, it's, it doesn't feel genuine. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, the other thing about Aldo in that fight too is he never. I I remember this when we fought. He never looks his opponent in the eye. That's right. And you know he's just one of those guys that you know doesn't want to give him a face. It's just an opponent, and that's his thing. Um, but he looked him right in the eyes, and he was trying to make that eye contact, and that is not his thing. So why would you? You know, he mentally Connor is the best at just getting people off of their game mentally. Yeah, and now, have you ever had that, too? Because I know that they say when you're angry, you don't fight as effectively. Like, you just don't because you don't think as much. You react with emotion. I think in that fight, Jose ran in much faster than he would have. He wanted a quick knockout. He wanted to hurt him. Whatever he wanted to do, establish himself. And, and it cost him because I think that he just he didn't fight a, a fight that he would have uh, fought normally. Uh, have, you, have you gotten to yeah. that point where somebody's upset you so much or taking you out of your game? Over the, I'm sure you, over these years, it's had to have happened once. Uh, just, just the Jose Aldo fight. And it's not that, that, uh, he pissed me off. It was just a matter of everyone saying how good he was and that, um, you know, he was, he was so dominant. So I just wanted to get in his face right away. And, and right off the bat, when the fight started, he was like backing up. And so I was just like trying to just, uh, you know, be the guy who did the pressure. And then I walked right into a knee and, and I learned from that mistake. Um, pretty Pretty much from now on, from then on, sorry, um, every time I get, you know, somebody tries to, to beef with me or make it bigger than it is, it's just like I, I take that in and I just use that as, as fuel to the fire. It doesn't make me react instantly. Um, it's just that when, when the moment happens where I can give them payback, I'm going to give it to them twice as much. And congratulations, by the way. I don't think we've talked to you since the uh, Duho Choi fight. In, absolutely an incredible fight and an incredible win for you uh that that, that that's Thank really you. one of the best fights in, in the last yeah, year easily if not the best fight so far in the last 12 months thank you i appreciate that it was a it was a fun one um and what do you think of by the way uh the, the replay they're talking about the replay and again i'm asking because of the length of your career and you've seen so many changes and all these new rules about the hands on the ground and, and when you can, uh, you know, uh, putting your hands out with your fingers sticking out. Has any of that affected you at all? No, uh, not me personally. Uh, I try to pay attention to the rules. It's hard when, you know, they're, they're constantly changing things and then every referee has like a slightly different description of them. It's like a strike zone. Uh, and yeah, the strike zone is for one. Um, so it's just, you know, it's hard, but, um, you know, that's part of the rules and, and guys need to get good at them and they need to know them. And, you know, I, I think uh, they could do a better job of, you know, really pushing the guys to know them. And you had lost two fights uh, to Frankie and Max Holloway, and then you've won three straight. 
Uh, what have you done differently in the last three? Was there something you changed in training? Uh, just just trying to train smarter. And then, um, you know, in, in those two losses, I, I was really got hyped up in that title shot uh, thing. And, and it was just an emotional roller coaster. And it really got me away from what was important to me. And it's just about uh, having great performances. And so uh, most of it was mental. And uh, it's made me way stronger of a fighter. Um, and I don't know if we talked to you about this last time, too. Uh, you, you were raised in a very, very interesting uh, way. You, you were homeschooled. I don't know if we asked you about that last time. Um, I don't think so. And I'm always interested in that, too. Like, Did that help you or hurt you socially, do you think, when you're a kid? I, I always wonder if it makes it harder for kids to socialize when they're homeschooled. Uh, I honestly think it hurt. Um, you know, cause I, I was home, I started being homeschooled at, at third grade and then, uh, I started going to a public high school and I was like raised like in church and all of my, all the kids in my church were all homeschooled. So I only hung out with them. And then when I went to high school, I had a lot of cousins and family that were there uh, on my other side of my family that I hadn't really seen a lot. And they were all kind of hanging with a rough crowd and, I was so like insecure of who I was at that point that I, it was just easier for me to be the tough guy and kind of roll with them. And it just kind of led me to a different path. And I was just, uh, I wasn't really being myself. Uh, so I really feel like being homeschooled uh, had its benefits, but socially made me behind on everything. Well, you were involved in, in, in gangs. And it was just also because I, I know that the, uh, you were raised with, I guess, uh, an adoptive family because your your dad had passed away and your mom kind of, uh, it was very, very hard for her. So then you were raised with this family, but then you went back to your mom at one point. Yeah. So I was raised, uh, it was my dad's um, cousin and him and his wife. They're very young. They, they took me and my brothers in uh, for 10 years, uh, did a great job. And uh, my life was pretty, pretty easy. Um, and then they ended up getting a divorce and my mom had, you know, been doing well for a long time. So we moved back with her and I was at 14, um, 13 or 14. And so that was right. My freshman year of high school, you know, public school. And, uh, you know, my mom had seven kids. And so it was, it was kind of a, it was crazy. I moved in to like my mom's house and then there was like, Sometimes 16 people living in the house. And, oh, my God. Uh, in, like, a three-bedroom. So it was, like, quite a change. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was just a weird time in my life. That's that's kind of the reason I, I went the other way. You know, fighters are always one way or the other, uh, very extreme personalities. So I went from a li- little church kid to a little badass real quick. <laughs> yeah, and you spent some time in a juvenile facility. And did that kind of straighten you out? Like, I, I know that when you got out, you were working with, I guess, what, kids with cerebral palsy, and you were uh, taking jujitsu, and that kind of just kind of set the course of your life into a better direction? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was I was trying to be, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. So I was trying to be, like, a real badass and um, landed me in juvenile hall real quick and did a year and um i had a lot of time to think and kind of map how i got there it's the same thing i do with my fighting career kind of evaluate okay how did i get here what choices did i make um how, how could i be better and you know that was kind of uh changed my mindset and then uh started going to college when i got out um 
work with kids with uh, cerebral palsy, autism, um, Down syndrome. I got into that because my youngest sister has Down syndrome, um, and I love her to death. So uh, that's how I got into that. Did that for about four years, and then um, I decided to quit that job and move to Orange County to pursue fighting full-time. So dealing with someone with Down syndrome is, is difficult. I guess it teaches you a lot of patience, um, you know, when dealing with someone who's uh, disabled. Yeah, um, it depends, you know, on on, on the, the special needs that they have. Um, kids with Down syndrome are, you know, they're they're usually like the happiest. Uh, they're pretty uh, they're pretty easy to deal with. Uh, you just got to give them a lot of attention. I think the hardest kids that that we had trouble with were kids with autism. Um, they're just their their minds is always changing, and they're they they need structure but it's on their terms and uh, you have to like, you know, be on their schedule all the time. It's, it's, and I would see their parents stressed out all the time. So it's a pretty interesting, um, you know, um, thing that kids have. It's crazy. So, no, go ahead. I was no. just going to say uh, this weekend, uh, Artem, Artem Lebov, did I pronounce it right? Lebov. Lebov? Is that just the way I pronounce <laughs> my, my yeah. accent? Anyway, <laughs> Uh, tough, tough dude, as you know, but I mean, I, I got you picked as the more well-rounded guy. How do you feel you match up with him? I think it's a great matchup. You know, I know why he called me out. He, he's, uh, wanting big fights and, um, he wants somebody that'll stand and bang with him, and he knows that that's more my style. So, um, I know he's a tough guy and he's got great, uh, great coaches, great training partners. So. I'm expecting the best version I've seen of him, and uh, it's a five-round fight, so uh, he doesn't get taken out very often, so I expect to, to beat him up for five rounds. <laughs> oh, you're, you're expecting this. You're not looking for a quick end to this fight. You know it's gonna be, this is going to be a very difficult fight. Um, I, I'd love to knock him out early, um, shut him up, but, um, you know, if it if it uh, if he hangs in there, because, you know, obviously he's training his butt off so if he if he's in there and can take it i'll be ready for a five-round war uh and what do you think i mean we we ask this of a lot of fighters but it, i mean you are ranked number four so uh where, where do you think this uh where do you think this puts you if you do beat him well it's all about you know over the rankings are there a little bit but it's also about performances so i need to go out there i need to perform I expect myself to to perform better every time. I feel like I've done that since my um, comeback from my losses. So with the Hakron, the Kawajiri fight, and the Duho Choi fight, I feel like my my performances have been better and better every time. So that's that's all I'm looking for is is uh, is having the best performance, you know, that I've had this uh, in this last string of fights, the best version of myself ever, actually. And then that'll be enough to to get a title fight. And do you th- you must be happy now that the, that the division is finally or they took Connor's belt, so now it's going to be you know Max Holloway against uh, Jose Aldo. There's going to be one champion in the division as there should be. So it's it's got to make you feel good that at least the division kind of makes sense now, and there's no more ambiguity about who's the champion. Is, is you know is an interim champion? It's just going to be solved now. Yeah, I'm super happy for it. I think that fight's going to be awesome. Um, as a fan, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know. Max Holloway, uh, I've been wanting to get a title shot for years, um, but Max Holloway was like, won like 10 in a row, kind of ridiculous. Um, 
So, I mean, I, I'm happy to see him get a title fight, and I think it's going to be a great fight. Well, you're number four. Frankie is uh, number three, and he's fighting. Uh, Frankie's, right, Frankie's number two, fighting Yair Rodriguez. So there's definitely a chance to move up one um, because either Aldo or Holloway is going to lose, and the loser will probably still stay in the top two or three. So uh, you may be able to move up one, and uh, you know they could uh, definitely look at you for a title shot if you have a good showing. Um, you know, and maybe Frankie doesn't have a good showing. It could absolutely look good for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is that the rankings aren't everything, or the right. number two guy would always fight the number one guy. But I mean, everybody, everybody in the top five has already fought for the title. You know, um, so and I've been there the whole time and never have. So uh, they can only give one guy so many title fights if they if they keep falling short. You know what I mean? So you've never fought um, for the title, I never. I've never fought for wow. a title ever. Wow, that's crazy. He's got close, close though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, yeah. Well, this is a huge opportunity for you to make a statement, Cub. Yeah, that's that's the whole reason I'm training my butt off. I'm nice. I'm not looking past this guy. No. Um, like I said, I need to go out there and, and put on my best my best performance yet. Um, people love my last fight, and I need to do better this time. Dude, well, we, we're uh, we're very happy for you. You're an animal, and I and I hope that uh, you have a great fight against uh, Artem Lobov. It's the uh, it's the main event fight, uh, UFC Fight Night Swanson versus, uh, versus Lobov, Saturday, April the 22nd from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, and uh, it's always good talking to you, man. You have a very, very interesting life, and you're an interesting guy. So uh, good luck, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, Cub. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, thanks, Cub. Take care, Cub. Oh, I didn't really, you know, it's funny, you take a guy for granted like that. Like, you you know, Cub Swanson's been fighting for, you know, forever, and you don't realize he's never fought for a title. Yeah, he's gotten close, man. He got that fight with Frankie Edgar that if he would have won that fight, he would have fought for. He would have fought. I think Frankie fought Jose Aldo after that. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you could win a bunch and have that one fight that can get and you right Cowboys there. Cowboys had that a bunch. And you lose it. Cowboys yeah. had that, that one big fight just elude you. And uh, by the way, can we not... Look past fucking Frankie Edgar Yair Rodriguez. Wait, when is that one? Holy that's, shit. That's all on this oh, May 13th yeah. uh, card Jesus. from Dallas, which is uh, an unbelievable card. I want to go to Dallas. Yeah. Stipe, JDS, uh, Joanna. What's, uh, and she's the co-main, right? Right. Yeah. And fucking, is Edgar Rodriguez the third? Who else on that no, fight? Come think. on, Chris. Wait, who's the main? Who's the uh, the main one? The main event is Junior Steve Bay versus. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, For wow. the uh, heavyweight championship um, of the world. And uh, we I also like I said that. We Thank also you. I said sexy. We, <laughs> we can't forget to talk about um, Each Robert other. Robert Whitaker. Oh, uh, boy. Jacare because, oh, boy. Especially uh, when I thought he was from uh, fighting in New Zealand. <laughs> so, are you on that South African? I'm just stupid. Like, you ever been there before? He's, yeah, uh, yes. Besides living there my whole life. <laughs> UFC 211, May 13th from Dallas. It's Junior Dos Santos, Miocic for the heavyweight Boring. title. Boring. What else? Joanna versus uh, Andrade for Yawn. the strawweight title. Then Maya Masvidal. Then Edgar Rodriguez. And, oh, my uh, God. Cejudo Maya. versus Pettis. Is the Jesus main card. Christ, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about uh, Masvidal Maya. That is an incredible. Eddie show. Alvarez Poirier is the main is that, event of the prelims. Uh, the prelims? Yeah. Oh, wow. Eddie is, is Eddie still number three? Uh, why am I asking that? Um, in the uh, lightweights? I believe he is. I believe it is. Uh, yeah, he's number three. Yeah. And Dos Santos number four? Yep. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of good fights. That's wow. a lot of good fights. Now, man, I know you don't have a company. But I have to ask people out there who do have companies, are you hiring? I should have just pretended that Matt had a company, but then people would know I'm full of it. Matt doesn't have a company. Well, he's got his schools. He's got his jiu schools. Hey, Matt, are you hiring? He's just staring at me. All right. Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place simply is not enough to find quality candidates anymore. 
If you want to find the best hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Well, now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. And I've been hearing a lot about these guys. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You quickly screen candidates, you rate them, and you hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, my listeners, our listeners, I don't like that my, let's put an hour from now on, can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. Aren't you sick of getting lousy candidates because you're looking just locally? How are you going to post in all these places at once? You're busy. You have a company to run, remember? One more time. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. You try it for free. You have nothing to lose. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered. An equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Wait, man. I'm going to see Cub this weekend. I'm going to be there. You know that. I'm really looking Ally forward to that Quinta. fight. I want to see Cub get a title fight. I like him a lot. He's, what is he, 34 or 30? I think he's 30, 33. He's 33. So he's certainly not too old to fight. He's got a longer career than you think mm -hmm. a 33-year-old would have. He's been fighting since 2004. That's so I really, really want to see Cub win this fight and then get a title shot. Against uh, Holloway or Josie Aldo. This, this card this weekend is really nice also. You know, like uh, we were talking about before, Jake Ellenberger is fighting Mike Perry. Mike Perry's the one, he's always talking shit. Yeah. Speaking of talking, he, he does a good job of it. How old is he's Mike like Perry? He's a nasty guy. He's all nasty. He's young. He's maybe 25. Right? He's like always like, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. Fuck everybody. He's, but he's fun. He's fun. Uh, and Ally Quinta Diego Sanchez is the co-main. Dude, I'm gonna. You know where I'm gonna be. You're going. You're getting. You got great seats for the co-main yeah, event. I was just texting. Uh, I was just texting him on the way over because I was all hyped up because I watched Aljo's fight again. So I'm on the platform waiting to get the train in. I texted, texting Raging Al, just like, "Yo, war, Al, war." And he's all excited. He's like, "Oh, he's like, I want to fight now." See, Al's the type of guy where he's just like, "Yeah, chomping at the bit, man." He wants to jump in there. He belongs in there. Like he's, I told him, I go, it's gonna be like you're gonna feel like you're coming home, man. He's he's gonna love it. It's and he knows he's fighting a guy that's coming to fight that's with right. Diego Sanchez. Yes, he is. I, I like Diego Sanchez a lot. I like his I like his style. I like more than anything his attitude. But uh, Al's got the, the the same attitude. I mean, yeah. they, they, you got two guys that are gonna be looking to take each other out. So that's yeah. 
And I just found that now. It's the co-main. <laughs> I just saw that. I was wondering where they're going to put it. I'm like, it has to be on the main card. But it makes sense because they know that these two guys are coming to uh, to take each other out. And then Joe Lazan's uh, Stevie Ray is on is on that. Uh, John Dodson, Eddie Wineland. That's the third fight in. We're talking to Eddie Wineland yeah, shortly. That is going to be a great fight. I a wanna, great fight. I ask him how he... Pre- who do you get, get for the sparring partners? The... This this Dodson man, he's all over the place. He's a hard guy. Small to, guy, extremely powerful. He's, he's very very fast. Yeah, yeah, he's all over the place, man. That's a a guy you got to think that's a hard guy to to simulate. You know what I mean? In, in training, Marco uh, Ruggiero de Lima against Ovin Saint Pru. Oh, also, I like this. I haven't seen him. That's a bit. great yeah, card. It's good to see him come back. Oh no, it sure is, man. And uh, Thales Latiz on the on the uh, the prelims. Talis Latiz. <laughs> what I say? Talis Latiz. Tell us, like, that's what I said. Sam, uh, right, Sam, Sam Alvey, smiling Sam Alvey. <laughs> that guy's always fun to watch. No, nah, dude, listen, we know what we're doing. Well, Do we have uh, Eddie Wineland on the phone? Yeah, hey, buddy, you're talking to Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. How are you? What's up, Eddie? What's happening? We are doing well. How are you feeling? Feeling awesome, man. You, you are a, a really interesting guy to me, and I asked kind of the same question to Cub Swanson, who we just spoke to. But you've been around, yeah. uh, you know, your first professional fight was 2003. You've had a yeah. tremendously long career for a pretty young guy. Um, what have you seen change the most in, in the uh, almost 14 years you've been fighting? Uh, the lighter weights being absorbed into the UFC. I mean, when I first started fighting, it was, uh, it was 2003. It, was, it wasn't the cool thing to do. I just, I just like to fight, man. So uh, I wasn't doing it for any other reason other than the love of the sport. And uh, I never once planned on making a career out of it i never once intended on on building a house out of out of the money that i made from it uh you know but but all of that has happened it's all become a, a reality and uh to see to see the lighter weights and and the lighter weights be able to make a career out of what they love to do I, that's that's the biggest change to me well it's funny you rules mentioned- are rules are still relatively the same i mean there's not uh not really many rule changes from 2003 but uh yeah, for, for the lighter guys to be able to showcase their abilities is awesome. And uh, it's funny you mentioned a house. I read an interview where you talked about uh, wanting to pay off your house so your wife doesn't have to work. Like, that was a goal for you that kept That's you going. That's a goal for me. Have you, now, are you still, you still fighting for that goal? Or have you been able to do it? Absolutely. No, I, uh, unfortunately, I still owe uh, about $220,000 on it, which, uh, yeah, it, it's doable. Whether I'll do it or not, I don't know, but... Um, if I could at least pay it down a little bit to where I can refinance and uh, maybe not have such a high mortgage payment. Well, you're not only, you're, again, you're a fascinating guy to me because everything you do is dangerous and scares me. Uh, besides <laughs> fucking uh, fighting, you are a full-time firefighter. Uh, which yes. I think firefighters are the craziest of them all. I mean, they're braver than you. <laughs> being a cop's a brave job. Being a firefighter, being a firefighter you, you know, it, it's, it's literally you're just dealing with flames. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a different breed of person, man. I mean, just just like just like the MMA fighter, we're all different breeds of people. Um, for for a guy to run into a building that everybody's running away from yep. that is about to fall down because it's burning, um, yeah, I, I mean, something something inside you ticks differently than everybody else. What made you want to uh, do that? Like, what made you? Because again, I I know firemen, and, and a lot of times their dads are firemen. What makes you see a burning building and go, "I want to be the guy that's standing close to that, fighting that, that." Uh, you know, fire? It, in all honesty, it was um, it was a buddy of mine. He he had gotten on. He he always wanted to be a firefighter. He got on and he said, "Hey, why don't you come try out? We're doing tryouts again." Yada yada yada. 
so I, I went and, and took the test and I got the job. And, um, you know, fortunate for me, if I wouldn't have gotten that job, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today because before that job, I was working 58 hours a week at a steel mill and, and busting my ass. Um, you know, I, I, I was working 60 hours a week and fighting when I was fighting local. But, uh, you know, to, to be on, on the UFC stage, I mean, you can't work a 60 hour a week job. Right and still train and, and be ready to fight the top-level competition. So um, uh, once I took the job on, realized how awesome the schedule is. I mean, it allows me to hold a full-time job and train full-time at the same time. I mean, I work I work 100 days a year, that, so 265 days I'm training. And it's, it's amazing. I guess being a firefighter is a bit more flexibility. It's not like a 9-to-5 office job. And I know right. your, your brother had uh, was burned when he, he was very, very young. I thought that might have been an inspiration for you because you said uh, he motivates you it by was, seeing how tough his life is, that he can do it, it you can do it. It was at one point. Uh, I mean, not, not that it still isn't, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't my initial motivator. But uh, when my buddy called me and said, hey, you know, why don't you come try this out, it was uh, the thought crossed my mind that, hey, if I, if I could help somebody that's trapped in a fire like my brother was, you know, that, that, that to me does it. You know, he, he I, I enjoy too? helping people. He was two and a half, yeah. And it was a car accident. And how how was he actually saved? Was he saved by just dumb luck, or was it did somebody actually grab him and pull him out? He um, so he he was messing around with a gas can, and uh, he poured some gas on the floor. And the hot water heater, when the when the flame kicked on, it ignited the it ignited the basement. Oh. So my mom my mom heard him just kind of faint cries coming from downstairs and she walked downstairs and it was i mean literally a wall of fire and he come walking through it oh, trying wow. to get to my mom so that was uh she was the one who pulled him out um i mean we, we we had a volunteer fire department right down the road from us so they were there quickly to save the house which uh you know on volunteer departments doesn't happen very often sure. so that, that was a really good response time on their end and um you know, it just, it, it was an unfortunate event. You know, you, you kind of deal with, uh, take the cards that are dealt to you. Sure. And uh, keep moving forward. Well, no, I, I actually thought it was a car accident. So knowing that, when, when you're that young and that happens, and, and I know you've talked about how your brother is your hero because you said the, like the fact that the amount of things he's had to go through, you've looked at and said, look, I can get through this workout if this, this guy sure. can go through this. When you're, when you're burned when you're very young and you get older, is it, is it constantly hard for you to, to, to grow because your skin is being stretched? Is that part of the problem? Yeah, that, he's, he's been through, I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you how many surgeries. I mean, I, if I took my shoes off, I wouldn't have enough fingers and toes to count how many surgeries he's been on. Wow. But, um, you know, it, yeah, every time the body grows, it's, it's a skin graft. So, I mean, it, it doesn't stretch like, like regular skin. So every time he would grow, everything would pull real tight, and then they'd go in, release it, open him up, and do another skin graft. Wow. Well, you've had a couple of your own, uh, you know, on a much lesser scale, uh, serious injuries. Uh, jaw broken twice, which I'm fascinated because uh -huh. I have shitty breathing. Like, my sinuses are awful. <laughs> and, dude, like, my, my greatest fear is having my jaw broken because I have to breathe through my stupid nose. So the first time sure. was for six well, weeks. And, 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 and how did uh, – why six the, weeks the for the first, first time? time? Well, the first time was actually longer than six weeks. And the first time I broke my jaw, I actually had a deviated septum from a previous fight. So I was in the oh. same boat you're in. I got shitty breathing, and my, my jaw was wired shut. When I woke up from that surgery, I remember looking over at the nurse, not being able to catch my breath because I can't breathe through my nose. I can't breathe through my mouth. I can't open my mouth. So oh my I, I started having a panic attack, and I'm sitting there looking at this nurse going, I'm going to fucking die of looking at this nurse. And... uh what did you do to yeah. resolve that? Like, how did you remedy that? Because you obviously survived it, but you're actually making me feel better. Like, okay, he survived it. How did you survive it? <laughs> um, 
it just kind of, I realized that I could still breathe through my teeth, so I just kind of and caught myself. I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong, it sucked, but um, it was it was absolutely terrible. I mean, it was a hundred percent terrible. It was it was it was very very terrifying. Like I said, to to stand there and look at a nurse that's waiting for me to recover. Yeah, and thinking that I'm just going to sit there and die while these people watch me. I think you. Um, I feel like that on stage every night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know the, the the first surgery it was actually um it was actually like eight weeks because the first two weeks they they went in they put two plates and they wired me shut. Um, they took the wires off after four days because of the plates. The plates were in there to secure everything, and um, about two weeks later. I called the doctor back and said, hey, I'm starting to get a real funny taste in my mouth. You know, I, what's the deal? He told me to come back in. So I came back in. He took some x-rays, did some stuff, did some, you know, whatever doctors do. You know, they do get sure. their tests to figure things out. But uh, he said, unfortunately, the plates didn't take. Your body's rejecting the plates, so we're going to have to do another surgery. So they did another surgery, took the plates out, wired me shut with no plates this time. So then I was wired shut for six weeks after I had already had my job busted for two weeks. So we, um, they wired you shut, and then they go, "Hey, like once the if the plates took, then you don't have to be wired shut." Right, because the plates the plates were there for structure to to help the to obviously to help the jaw stay in place. Um, so they they like I said they only had me wired shut for like four or five days, maybe six days the first time, um, and then once the plates didn't take, they had to go back in, pull the plates out, make sure everything was in place, wire me shut. And then I was stuck for six weeks. So they gave you any rejection drugs, right? It just didn't work. It just didn't work. Wow. Okay. So the, uh, I, now is this a lower jaw? And the second time it was a three week, uh, uh, I guess, yes. I think it was Johnny Eduardo broke your jaw the second time. Yep. Was, is there a yep. lower or an upper break? Which is worse? Um, I've never broke the upper. Um, the upper, I would assume the upper is just like a facial fracture. I mean, just like anything else, I mean, if you break your orbital, what are you going to do? You can't exactly, unless you go in for reconstructive surgery, um, you know, but, but the lower jaw, it snapped clean through in two places the first time. And then the second time it snapped clean through on one of my old breaks and then fractured a new one. So I, I have one spot in my jaw that's been broke twice and then two other spots that have been broken each. Let me let me ask you, Eddie, what do you do to get over being gun shy after that? Like, I mean, one jo- one broken jaw might really suck and then you get it done again. I mean, you you just you list you're coming off two straight fights, two two uh, two t- TKOs. So you obviously it didn't affect you mentally where it could affect another fighter. What what'd you do to get over sure. that? Dude, I'm competitive. I'm about as competitive as they come. And uh, I, I told myself that I was going to walk away. I was done. This is it. And then, uh, you know, I, I started thinking about it. I'm still young. I'm old in the sport, but I'm still young. I'm 32, but I'm in better shape now than I was at 22 just because I'm training smarter. I'm training better. Um, I wasn't done yet. There, I, I still had stuff to do. I still had I still had fights left in me. There, they there's something in me wouldn't let me just walk away. I wasn't done. I couldn't be done. Um, I got two little boys at that time. At that time, I only had one. And, uh, you know, so so the dad side of me kind of kicked in. And it was like, listen, you got a family to provide for. Yes, I got a full-time job. But, unfortunately, my full-time job doesn't cover all the bills comfortably. Um, you got a little boy here. Don't let him see you get knocked down and not get back up. Not you know, so yeah. so kind of kind of to prove a lesson to the to the to my two boys now is 
listen, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's going to happen. Toughen up, stand up, and keep moving forward. One foot in front of the other. It doesn't matter how heavy it gets. Just continue to push forward. That's awesome. That's an awesome message for your kids. How old are your kids? Uh, Jack is two and a half, and Sam is, what, eight months now? Seven, eight months? Uh, oh, that's cute, man. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- you know, I was I was talking earlier uh, with with um, Jimmy and Chris, the producer, uh, John John Dodson, very yes. very unique guy, very unique style. Preparing for him, did you find it difficult to get fighters or sparring partners to simulate his style? Um, not really. I mean, we we've got the gym that I train at. We've got some smaller guys. We've got some uh, uh, guy named a guy named Jesus. Again, this is the second time I can't. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's a little Mexican kid, <laughs> uh, but. I mean, he, he, he imitates Dotson. I mean, I, I, I would say to a T, but I mean, oh, let's be real here. You, you can bring somebody in to mimic someone, but yeah. they're not going to be that person. It's just not going to happen. Sure. So he, he gave me different looks, just like when people train for me. You know, people are training for me. They're watching my old fights. Well, that guy doesn't exist anymore because I am constantly moving. You know, I'm constantly changing things up. Um, Everybody thinks they understand my movement, but to be quite honest, I don't understand my movement. When I move, <laughs> I, like I just move to get. I move to get the hell out of the way. Yeah. You know, I I, I move as the fight progresses. I, I learn what's going on and what they're doing, and then I, I move to compensate for that. You know, and, and if I land in a good position, well, I land in a good position. I do have I do have a few go tos that are are repetitive, but. There's no sequence. There's no there's no movement sequence that's, uh, okay, well, he, he cut left, so now he's going to cut an angle, and then he's coming back right. There is no sequence there. It's just get the hell out of the way and punch this guy before he hits you. Right, you're saying there's no, um, so there's no pattern that you're saying they can watch. There is no pattern. Yeah. There is no pattern at all. Um, you know, every fight's different. Every fight's different. You can't, you can't sit there and tell yourself, I can't, I can't draw a blueprint of, okay, I'm going to fake then I'm gonna faint. Then I'm gonna slip. Then I'm gonna then I'm gonna cut an angle. Then I'm gonna do it. You can't do that. You know, you don't know what this guy's gonna do just because just because you watch all the videotape in the world on this guy doesn't mean he's gonna do that every time. Well, Eddie, it's um, like I always say: life is what happens while we're making other plans. Absolutely, that's I say that exactly. a lot, and people walk away embarrassed when I say that. I think I'm leaving. <laughs> no, I'm really kidding. <laughs> well, what did Mike Tyson say? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. like you know, it's one that's of those exactly things. Exactly it. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. You know, they they, they say nothing, nothing against jujitsu because I love jujitsu, but they say best way to take a black belt, and make him a brown belt, is punch him in the face once, right? Yeah. You make him a purple belt, you punch him in the face again. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's so, what I think. Colson uh, Gracie no, came up with that. I think that was like old <laughs> Colson Gracie one. Yeah, that's great. So, did you learn that? Uh, early in your career that like you know have a, a game plan but understand that it may or may not help in, in any given moment you know what i started out very rocky in my mma career i think i was like two and four or three and four at one point in time you were and yes you were you were let's see one and you were one in three yes and the reason that happened was because i went into this fight okay i want to knee this guy in the head so the only thing i looked for was to knee this guy in the head okay I want to do this, or I want to do that. So I would only look for one thing. This is mixed martial arts. There's a million different ways to fit off, finish a fight. Yeah, it's like... You know, so if, I, if I'm looking just to knee this guy in the head because I want to knock him out, eh, it may not be there. 
the guy might he might finish you, or he might he might just outpoint you before you can find that knee to hit. Well, a lot in football, like a lot of offensive coordinators, they'll coordinate the first twenty plays of the game or the first fifteen offensive plays, which I always thought was so stupid. Like I get the idea of it, but you can't fly in the face of the evidence that's in front of you. And if, if something's not Absolutely lining not. up, you can't. You know, if a guy is, is fighting a certain way, you can't be trying to knee him in the head if that's not going to be effective. You you have to be able to adapt. If you can't adapt, you're screwed. Well, again, you've you fought thirty five times, and uh, you're, you're thirty two years old, which is 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 really amazing to me. That you've had such a long career, and you're still, you know, technically in the prime of your fighting career. So, uh, good luck on, uh, on on Saturday. Um, let me get to all of my uh, facts in a row here. You're fighting John Dodson, and uh, yes. it's the main card here at the uh, UFC Fight Night. Uh, Swanson versus Lobov this Saturday, April twenty second, ten o'clock. We've been plugging it the whole show on FS One. Awesome. Good luck, man. You're again. Uh, you're really, really. Is it, by the way, let you go. Is there anything you like that isn't dangerous? Like, what is something that Eddie Wineland uh, likes that is just really like a fucking embarrassing that you don't like normally? Uh, brag about? You know what? I I have kind of an addiction to, uh, and it's not it's not really embarrassing, I guess, but uh, I have an addiction to freshwater stingrays. I have a. a a giant aquarium in my basement that's just full of them. <laughs> really? Oh my, um, my my wife hates it. You know, they're not like I said, they're not. They can be dangerous, I guess, but they're not quite dangerous. You just throw some food in there and watch them swim around. It's uh, uh, kind of my kind of the geek in me. You know, I, I build all my own aquariums and I I get all these high dollar fish. And my wife wants to shoot me all the time. I'm surprised she hasn't castrated me by now. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's better than it's better than uh, buying a bunch of heroin or something or dealing meth out of the basement. I guess. Well, it's definitely better than that, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> but it didn't one of those things you said they could be dangerous. Didn't that take out the crocodile? Steve Irwin, but they would, not, the they cro- would probably have yeah, saltwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was like no, riding on the back of it, no, and it stung its no bit. No big lizards for me. Shanked them. How big, how big are the ones you have, and how big is your fucking fish tank that you can, you can have all these uh, stingrays? My fish tank, my biggest one is six feet by six feet by two feet tall. And uh, Oh, my God. The biggest... The biggest stingray I have in there right now, she is from tip to tail, from the from her nose to her tail, she's about thirty two inches long. Wow. So do you really can you pet them and touch their back? Do they don't know you at all, right? Um, I mean you you can pet them. I uh, I fed them out of my hand a few times, but uh They eat out of your hand? Yeah, they'll eat out of your hand. But I, I don't want to take too much of a of a risk of taking a barb in the in the in the arm or the hand or something. I mean it's not gonna kill you, but it's definitely not gonna feel good. You get a a barb that's the size of your pinky sticking out of your arm, that's not going to feel good. Yeah, and you don't want to hate your own fish. You don't want to look at your fish like, oh, there's the fuck that stabbed me. <laughs> that, that is amazing fish. to me that you build your own, to, to build your own, an aquarium is a beautiful thing. That's like a rapper lifestyle. I think it's funny too, you want, you want to pay off the house, like, oh, we got 220000 to go and buy an expensive fish and building. That's a, that's a cool hobby yeah. to have though. Well, it's, 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 I, can either, I can either buy a fish tank for ten grand. Or I can build one for about fifteen hundred. How often do you clean it? How often do I clean it? Well, the way I've got it set up, I clean it. Shit, once, once every two or three months. See, that's a you're, you're that's I just don't have the dedication to have a living thing in my house. I mean, you got a wife and kids. I'm afraid that if I had a yeah. fish, it would die. Like, or the water would be all shitty. I don't want to. Where do you put them when you drain the tank? How do you pick up a fucking stingray? Well, you, you don't got to drain the tank, and I'm, I'm I've got a they could call a drip system. So I've got. A constant uh, five gallons per hour dripping into my tank, so I'm constantly getting fresh water into my tank, and it just drains out into my sump, pumped outside. Um, oh. So that's that's what allows me to do less maintenance. And even when I do do water changes, 
I only drain about a quarter of the tank. The fish still stay in the tank. I'll fill it back up with new water and walk away. So do you use tap water for that, or do you have to filter it? Yeah. No, I, I'm on tap water. I'm, I'm on a well. People who are who are on city water, they they got to put all this dechlorinator and all this other crap in there. But uh, being on a well, some people will still tell you you need to use it, but I don't. Wow. I just I, I this I didn't see this coming. All I want to do is yeah, ask right. fish questions. <laughs> He's fighting on the main card, and I want I want to ask fish questions. Let's talk about fish. <laughs> and it's funny. I never cared about fish. My my friend used to have the tank. When you see somebody with a fish tank, you're like, this is fucking amazing. But I would never yeah. think to go out and get one. But that's a pretty cool right. hobby, man. Absolutely. And I mean, it's even more so when you walk downstairs in someone's basement and they got a hot tub sized aquarium with two foot long fish. Oh wow! Is that how big yours are? Yeah, they're uh, the, the like I said, my biggest my biggest ray. She is um, across her disc is about twenty inches. With her tail, she's about thirty two. That's big. And then um, the other ones, the other ones are about fifteen, sixteen inches. And uh, I got a bunch of babies swimming around too. I'm trying to grow them out, and I got I got all kinds of all kinds of irons in the fire with that thing. What what what, what attracted you to stingrays? Um, I've always, always liked aquariums. I've always had aquariums. My dad always had an aquarium. He had a small one. He had a 75 gallon. And then when I moved out, got my own apartment, I got a 90 gallon. Well, 90 gallon turned into 150 gallon, 150 turned into 220 and a 220 in sense turned into a 540. I just, I like the stingrays cause you don't see them every day. Like I said, you, you walk into your buddy's house and you see their aquarium. Yeah, they got, they got nice fish, but how often do you walk into some guy's house and he's got stingrays aside from going to a public aquarium? I can answer your question. Never. Never. It's never happens. <laughs> so, so does Eddie like exactly. anything that isn't dangerous? No. Even your fish, Even your fish. are scary. <laughs> it's true. Even your That's fish. Totally. I like, well, I don't want to get fucking a barb stuck in me. You shouldn't have to worry about that with your fish. Eddie's a frightening guy. <laughs> well, good luck, buddy. Have a great fight on That's Saturday. Good. Oh, it's, it's good talking. I don't know if we've had you on before, but we'd love to have you on again. And uh, if you're ever in New York... Man, I'm always... Always up for it. Come hang with us in New York, and uh, and, and good awesome. luck, man, fighting on the main card, all right? Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. Take all care, right. buddy. Take care, Eddie. All right, yeah. all right Wow, Billy, that, that's a male, though. That's things that a male does. He fights. He fucking fights fires. He builds fish tanks. That's that's a different mentality than I can I ever couldn't, comprehend. I couldn't do that. No. It's cool to look at. You ever see a cool fish tank, though? You're like, shit. Like, Dude. it looks... You see rappers... You know, rappers, I mean, tend to overdo it, but you see somebody with a fish tank in the wall, and you're like, it just does that's not, nice. It doesn't interest me. Matt doesn't give a fuck. I, I love Matt. Care. Matt doesn't care. He'd take them, he'd throw, he'd throw those fish like fucking, he'd uh, skip them like rocks in the grass. Matt doesn't give a shit. He took out the uh, crocodile hunter. Those things are dangerous. But I think they thought it was a, an, an ocean one, and they were, it was bigger. That was he, not Eddie's He went size. to ride it. He went to jump on the bank. What's he No, doing? he was right over it, but it, it probably saw the shadow, no, they said. No, he said he went to touch I, it. From what I heard, he was on the back of it. He wanted to go up. for a little ride. It shanked him. It, it put a thing up. Yeah, by mistake. You know, by mistake. Maybe it's just an evil x-ray. A, a, a ray. Stingray. Not even stingray. evil. You're fucking, fu you're, you know, imagine you're, by, you're in your home and then this thing with an Australian accent's all over you. He'd be like fucking sticking, barbing him. <laughs> It shouldn't have yeah. been deadly though. It just happened yeah. to hit him in the heart. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, or else it, it it had good aim. You yeah. never, you never listen. We'll never get to the bottom of that. So uh, we talked a little bit about th those. Were both really fun guys. Uh, I got to be honest. Yeah, man. Um, let's talk a little it's bit of UFC good. news if we I can. Like, I like to talk about some UFC news. Whitaker uh, flooring Jacare like that. That was, uh, that was amazing, I, man. It was, was amazing. And then Jacare announces an eight fight <laughs> deal. So congratulations. Well, Jacare's always fun, man. He's great. And, and you know he's he is a warrior. He went out, but oh man, the way 
way Whitaker fought a, a close to perfect Tremendous. fight, man. He just he would the way he was mixing that up and the way that that the right leg kick would come after the right hand and then how he used his jab and he just and the patience, the patience not to follow him down to bring him back up. The, he was like, it's like he knew the end will come, but he was not pushing it. He was not rushing right. it. And he was not giving Jacare a chance at all to bring it into his world, no matter on top or on bottom. He knew how dangerous Jacare is, even on bottom. Yeah. I mean, the guy, this guy, uh, in a jiu-jitsu, a jiu-jitsu match a while back, Kamora, uh, the great Marcelo Garcia from guard. I mean, this guy is, Jacare is phenomenal. You saw what he just did to Tim, Tim Bosch. Bosch yeah. And, uh, you know, to go for that performance where he didn't break a sweat to this performance when he took a nasty beating, it's a... It's a rough game, but man, you can't say enough about Robert Whitaker. And he's also 26 years old. Never looked better. Yeah, he looks 26 great. years What's old. What's his record, Chris? Um, and uh, is he uh, is he? Well, he ranked? might have had a little trouble when he went down to uh, to welterweight because he went down. The right, he's. I think he's six and zero now as a middleweight. Oh, when did he go so, down to welterweight? I don't even remember that. Well, he started as a middleweight. Uh, uh, no, excuse oh, me. He, 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 he came out as a welterweight. Okay. He lost yeah. the Wonderboy, correct? Yeah. As a uh, welterweight. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but I mean, yeah, he's number six. Okay, yeah, he's eighteen and four now. All right, so. he's been. Uh, but yeah, he's won six straight as a middleweight. A couple of fights they've announced: Holly Holm versus uh, Beth Correa, and oh, um, Javier really? Sunsau against Marlon Moraes. That he say his name? Yeah, he's making his UFC debut in that fight. I don't know why Chris knows every name and how to pronounce it, but he does. He gives me the creeps. I can't find shit. All right, here we go. You're sitting <laughs> next to it. Sorry, that's my low self-esteem. No, no. Come on, cut it out, Jim. Charles Oliveira suspended 60 days. What the fuck did he do? He left the area early. I've never heard of that. Yeah, in New York, you're not allowed to. Like, he jumped up. You know how guys jump up on the side of the cage and, like, you know, get excited? Yeah, after he choked out uh, Will. uh, Oh, he jumped over the cage. What's that? Will Brooks. Will Brooks, yeah. yeah. Wait, he got suspended for jumping over the cage? Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Guys do that shit all the time. Enough. I know. I mean, what do you call it? Remember Connor did that? Can New York stop uh, it? Connor did that to get in Jose Aldo's face. They use that clip all the time. Yeah. Can New York uh, cut it out? But first of all, who yeah. gives a shit, man? As long as he's not going to get charged any money. You're right. That's 60, 60 days. 60 days. That's, 60 that's days a fight anyway. camp. He can actually book a fight and yeah, be true. ready for it. That's What's a, he doing? What's he doing? No big deal. As long as they don't mess with his pay. I mean, and first of all, money. the way he jumped over that cage. Listen, if the what he just did to Will Brooks, I Dude, I, I jump over incredible. the cage too. I don't know. I'm not jumping over the cage. I'm too I sure. probably wouldn't either. But still. Yeah. I, but I know we talked about that just really quick. We just shouted. We just yelled out. The, uh, we, we you talked about the fight really quick. You mentioned these two fights, but I was looking for the paper. Holly Holm versus Beth Carrera is a fun fight. Yeah, yeah, a fun fight. It is a fun fight. Holly's I, three in a I row. She's lost to beat Ronda. I can watch Holly Holm fight. I don't. She's yeah, she doesn't make sense when she fights. She's scary. Yeah. Um, I can watch her fight. She's dropped. A, she's down three, right? Yeah, three. I right? don't even. Get, I mean, I give a shit because I, I like her. I like Holly too. I, as far as me, out the way she fights, I, I don't care. She's so much. She's so much fun to watch. She always brings the fight. And I'll tell you, she got a raw deal in that last one, man. With those punches after the bell. Yeah, two of them. That's rough, man. I, I, you got to feel for her. That's right. I mean, how do, you, how do you do that? You can't take that back. A punch clearly after the bell. I don't know what the hell, and I love Big John, but I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, the, the fight stops when the, the, not the bell, the ref, what? Yeah, that's the bell. So, what the hell are you talking about? I love Big John, but, so you're trying to say, all right, the, the, the ref breaks, the ref ends the round, so if I'm in the middle of a, I can just keep throwing punches until you jump in the middle and pull me off. Yeah, what the of course, fuck so. are you talking about? And I like John, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, true. I want to say, uh, I thought uh, Alexander Volkov looked great against Roy Nelson. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I did not think Roy looked particularly good. And again, uh, Roy is, you know, I think Roy's weight is an issue. And 
you know, he just seems to have slowed down a bit, and he's still relying on that giant booming right and just pressing you up against the cage. And I, I, I think it might be an issue of, again, when you're a big guy, it's probably harder, even though he's a, an athlete. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's looked great lately. Yeah. Um, and I thought Volkov looked very good. And uh, Duquenois looked, Tom Duquenois looked really good against uh, Patrick Williams. Was that his first fight in the UFC? Uh, Duquenois, yeah. Uh, that was his debut, yeah. Duquenois. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I know I called him Duquenois, but it is Duquenois. That's, no, that's close fine. enough. Yeah. I still I even wrote it out phonetically. I have to do that. <laughs> you know, the guy, um, it's funny, uh, you know, uh, Devin Clark uh, beat, uh, was it Jake, uh, how do you pronounce that? Collier? Jake Collier. Collier. And in Devin Clark, we found him on looking for a fight, right? Ah. So I get all of the, uh, I get, listen, we go to, how many, this was like a year ago that I met that guy and uh, and we found him on the show. But it's funny. So I went up to him like, yeah, because Dana's texting me like, oh, remember this guy from looking for a fight? He's fighting. So afterwards, I congratulate him. I'm like, yeah, remember me from the show? He, and he reminded me on that episode of uh, of looking for a fight, Dana White looking for a fight. And we were in, in the Kansas episode. Uh, on that, I was rooting. For, I didn't root, but I was. Be- I bet Dana like a pizza. The, the guy he was fighting was going to beat him. Oh no! <laughs> I go, hey, remember we found you. He's like, yeah, you were betting. You bet Dana's like like a pizza pie or something that the jujitsu guy was going to beat me or something. I'm like, oh, you never want to be I reminded go, of things. <laughs> I go, I go. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, you sure it's me? But then I'm like, who's it going to be? Fuck it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh man. I go, oh dude, but hey, look, you're here. You did great. My bad. I don't know. I tend to root for a lot of jujitsu guys. It's in my blood. You're biased. I like, uh, like some submissions. I'll tell you that mighty mouse, man. Talk about not playing son it. Son of a bitch. Talk about great. not playing it safe. Dude, he's just great. That arm lock. Armlocks are because guys are good at getting out of armlocks. He did everything well. No, he's just faster. He punches hard. I mean, he was he's such a nice guy too. I ran into him and his trainer, he's Matt. A great Hume. guy. I know Matt Hume for yeah. man forever, but uh, Matt Hume's a guy that's that was a, a great fight. He's a, a true pioneer of the sport, Matt Hume. Uh, we should get him in here sometime, sure, because uh, he's the mentor and trainer of of Demetrius the Johnson. But he is, you know, he's like one of those guys that before the sport really became popular, like he was. He was um, fighting Pat Militich on a show and stopping that fight. And he was just such a good fighter, Matt right. Hume. You know, it's almost a shame that people don't know. You know, they know him. They know him as, as the champ's uh, trainer. But, man, he was uh, a force in his own right. So I like I liked to see him. I like to see guys that I knew from back in the day still around and doing well and, and passing on the knowledge. It's a beautiful thing. It's a circle of life. Yeah. Well, congratulations <laughs> yeah. to uh, Demetrius. It was a tremendous card. Sure was. And um, it was good talking. Thank you to Eddie Wineland and uh, thank you to Cub Swanson. Both of those guys were really fun to talk to. And, did we, and we mentioned all the fights, right? We did. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if we talked about Tim Elliott, right? Tim Elliott. Well, we, 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 we said how yeah. nice the fight was. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. we did it on air. <laughs> did yeah, we, we do did. it on air? We did. Okay, yeah. good. I thought so, yeah. I don't remember. We always talk before a little um, bit and then I forget. I but. told him, too, when I seen him. He like, hey, dude. I go, you are. That guy, listen, that guy's entertaining. He sure He's one of the most entertaining guys. I mean, holy. Every time you're watching a guy fight, you you definitely, sometimes, you. I mean, I always catch myself going, holy shit. Just like that, Jimmy. Oh, shit. Yeah, Look at that. You love it. I love it. Uh, Jimmy, what did you want to promote? I don't need to promote anything. Really? Uh, Jim and Sam you? show on Sirius. I love that the show. Chip Chipperson podcast. This idiocy is tearing up the comedy charts, believe he's, it or not. He's doing good. He's, that he's Chip fucking, Chipperson. He was number one in comedy last week, and this week he's moved up to number seven. He's destroying. He's, he's fucking frightening. He's killing. And then catch me. Uh, I got the uh, 
Baltimore coming up the 27th and 28th, and you can oh. also catch me in the Borgata August 5th, and then overseas at the end of May. I'm going to be in Amsterdam, Sweden, wow, uh, Denmark. Take me to Amsterdam, Belgium, and uh, Copenhagen. Oslo. Wait, yes. what? What is it called? Oslo, Norway. Copenhagen, Denmark. Okay, Copenhagen. I like saying that word. Copenhagen. Uh, listen, the last the last episode's getting great reviews. Dan of uh, Dana White looking for a fight. The uh, Sturgis episode. Yeah. Check it out, Jimmy. I will. Uh, other than that, I got nothing else to say. Who's got Wednesday, Chris? Do we know? Yeah, do we got anybody or Thursday, on Wednesday? Should we keep people uh, Thursday? We keep people in suspense. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say the wrong name. Yeah, let's keep. Them in All right, suspense let's keep it right suspense. Oh, you keep it. Ronda Ho. You had Ronda written down. Connor <laughs> Ho. Yeah, maybe right. something. MC. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe McGregor. Well, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I'm excited to find out. All right. Have a great week. I'll see you in two days. Bye, everybody. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at hpb.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit hpb.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 